So, Jake, what have you been doing in self-quarantine? Well, uh, so my mom is immunosuppressed, so I've been... I've been keeping my eye on it since I first heard of the restrictions on travel in Wuhan and Hubei. Um, it was like, a, it's like I don't know January. Yeah, I, I don't know. You know, I wasn't I wasn't sure, but it's just like if this is just a bad flu. I still, you know, we still need to watch out for it. Um, so I've been since then. I would go and get a little bit of extra things at the store. I never, definitely not hoarding. Definitely don't have a giant stash of toilet paper or anything, but just. You know, see, and I and get, Jake I get... lives at one two like uh, seven forty two <laughs> Evergreen Terrace, uh, Springfield, USA. <laughs> um, you know, got extra flour, got extra can't just definitely not a not not a stash, but if if we needed to, you know, if there was actually like a don't go outside for two weeks, we're ready, we're set for that. Um, yeah, Illinois, Illinois, just uh, today as of recording. Um, a couple days ago as a release announced like the governor said stay at home do not leave the house uh unless it's you know absolutely required uh so like it, you know it's uh it's got real serious real serious up in her yeah i you know prior to today i'd only been i'd, I'd occasionally been going to walmart at night um but when I when I done that, there were more people there than would be usually. Um, but I, again, I chalk that up to just they're not wanting to be there during the busy hours. But I figured the busy time surely wouldn't be that busy, and I was wrong. Can't go to Walmart was, at night anymore. I was so wrong. Yeah, the the some of them are closing. I think maybe all of them moved to eight thirty p.m. closures. Yep, all of the ones near me are closing at eight thirty, which is right now as we're recording. There, all the yeah. WalMarts near me are closed. Yeah, so I, knowing that, I'm like, well, I guess I'll have to go to the, during the day. And it's like, you would never know that seemed, I, so many people at Walmart. And I, and I just, just because of some, I don't want to call it poor planning because it wasn't poor planning. Like, it was just, I, I went to Walmart originally to get Animal Crossing and... <laughs> Um, just get it all digital there is no reason listen i, I don't cartridges. i don't i have the console i don't want digital on my console it, it, it's not my computer like my computer sure i'll get doom digital i'll get whatever sure but for for a console i want cartridges just, just, i want i want to fill up my sd card with as many games as i can so i don't have to be sw like swapping cards and stuff like that by the way i just like a two weeks a week and a half ago i was looking for my switch and could not find it and then just now i turned around and be like maybe i'll find my switch and literally right there <laughs> right next to my desk it was there the whole time um, if, if it's all digital i just like for me it's like well why would i like like what is your argument for your console if it's all digital like i, I feel like as long as I have the physical copies of things, there's still this idea to difference between there being a console and a computer. But otherwise, it's just like a convoluted. I I, I need I need I need the well, physical like what, copy. What, what what was the changeover in you know like 2007 when you used to like you bought CD games before and now they're all digital? Like that's this it's the same changeover, right? What's the difference? With my computer, I, I just, I, I feel like it's different. I feel like, like the big thing is that I feel like digital for a computer makes sense, but digital for a console is, is blurring the lines between console and computer. What's wrong with so, that? What's wrong with blurring the lines? Like, well, if for, they're, for they're, me, they're for blurring me, the lines and it's like, why don't I have it on my, why, why can't I just buy this on my computer? 
Well, I mean, because it's, cause it's a Nintendo exclusive, you can't buy an Animal Crossing the, on the a other thing computer. Is that I've, I have definitely heard about, um, like, Nintendo online accounts being bricked, or... This is real for real though. Like I also feel like there's more value because I do have the cartridges. So if I ever if I ever wanted to sell it, I don't think I will. But sell the cartridges. I get that. Yeah, yeah like sell the game. Sell sell the system with the cartridges. I, I I understand that on some level too. Like I bought but, like I bought Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze, which was okay. I didn't get into it. Um, and I ended up being able to turn that around and get a bunch because apparently people really wanted Donkey Kong. So. Yeah, no, I, I I get the like the resale value, but just like yeah. the convenience for me, the convenience I get, factor. I get the convenience it, of like the, the other thing there is I don't play it much. When I got the Switch, I got it day one with Zelda, played through Zelda, done, good. Uh, didn't really pick it back up until Mario I mean, Odyssey I don't play came it much out. either, as evidenced by the fact that I literally did not know where it was until <laughs> two minutes ago. Odyssey came out, played Odyssey, beat Odyssey, done. My my character profile since since day one has been. Um, KK Slider, the guitar playing dog, has been my profile pick from day one. The reason I wanted to switch was Animal Crossing and Metroid Prime, and yeah, the, I mean, I, same thing except Pokemon and Smash. I have Smash. I don't know, for for I, me, like with a, with a handheld, right? Like I don't want to have to like carry around my Switch and also four games if I want to switch games. You know, like if I can just put it if it's all in the console, I play. Uh, like I have right now, gen- generally in my Switch, it has Smash in the Switch at almost all times, and um, I have like a bunch of other games physical that I just don't pop in there because it's so much, it's too much effort. I'd rather either play Smash or play Mario Kart, which is digital on there, or something else that's digital on there, than like, oh no, hold on, now I gotta go find my Switch case, take out Breath of the Wild. Or take out uh, Smash, put in Breath of the Wild, then I can play Breath of the Wild, and then if I want to play Smash, I gotta go back and take take out Breath of the Wild and put Smash in. Actually, Pokemon Sword's been in there for the, for a while, but I still, I, I, I got most most of the way through the game and then never got around to beating it. That's how I always end up playing Pokemon. Sure. But I All don't right. know, maybe I'll finally beat it now that we're doing a lot of indoor living. Helicopters and welcome to Motion City Podcast. This is the eleventh episode, I believe. Uh, I am, of course, Naim Siddiqui. Uh As always, joining me, my co-host Jake Walden. How's it going, Jake? Introverted. Is it going <laughs> introverted? <laughs> I'm like, is there a word that means of or like turtles? <laughs> withdrawn. It's going withdrawn. Uh, forced. <laughs> Uh, um sure i could i could have said what's new if you if you told me you wanted me to tee you up i could have teed you up no 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 no. that's that's (laughs) i prefer this um so uh yeah um how how about that covid19 just (laughs) 
Yeah, that tracks. It's uh, it's one of those things where yeah, uh, I, just, I, don't, I don't know. Every everyone's at home right now. Uh, I hope everyone is safe. So, you know, stay stay safe out there. Don't uh, don't do anything stupid. What's what's the line? Don't, in, don't go in, to the beach. Don't go to don't go to spring break in Florida. Don't go, don't go to fucking spring break. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that was ugh. People yeah, are I, people are idiots. I know it's so it's so and now like we're past the point where it's like is it gonna happen? Like it's 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 hitting. I don't want to make light of it anymore. Yeah, um, I'm, well, I don't know. It's one level of like you don't want to make light of it, but also like sometimes you just gotta like understand like. Oh yeah, absolutely. There's not making light of it, and then there's like not making. I don't know. I was I was saying um, earlier in uh, in one of the chats we're in that like I've been making so many jokes that I've, I'm worried I'm gonna Rudy Gobert it and just like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna be like, oh hey guys, like I got coronavirus now. <laughs> no, it's not funny anymore. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> What a what a fucking idiot! <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man. Um. Yeah. So uh, so we're talking about indoor living since we since we're all living indoors. Everybody is uh hopefully you know not going outside. Stay indoors. Uh, we decided to talk about the song "Indoor Living," uh, which is the fourth track on "I Am the Movie." which is the first album from Motion City Soundtrack from the year 2003, produced by Ed Rose. Ed Rose. Um, oh, I, I just noticed the the thankings on the back. <laughs> they, they thank to, uh, first Josh's parents, then Tony's family, then Justin's family, then Matt's family, and then it just says Dan Johnson, presumably Jesse's dad or brother. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Does Jesse only have like one family member? Let's look it up. There's other specific things on here. Johnson, that I... Don Johnson, Dan Johnson, <laughs> Dan Johnson. No, Don Johnson is Dakota Johnson's dad, as you learned last week. Um, yeah, produced by Ed Rose, recorded at Black Lodge Studios in Eudora, Kansas. Um, Don Johnson so... does have a son named Jesse Johnson. Does he really? Yeah, he does. Does Dakota Johnson have a brother named Jesse Johnson? Yep. <laughs> That's so funny. Um. Anyway, uh, so let's talk about the song. Uh, Jake, why don't you talk a little bit about your uh, experience with indoor living? This is one of the songs where I don't have a specific memory of ever hearing it for the first time. But it's just, it's it's like, I don't really have that for any of the songs except Perfect Teeth, LG Flawed, uh, Everything is Alright. And um, actually, you know, you know, I was saying this about... about uh, Rich Destroy My Planet, but that was the first on Pandora, and I just I just know that was like one of the early ones on on Rich Destroy My Planet, but I don't remember the specific time I heard most of the songs on I Am the Movie. Um, so but it succeeds the future freaks me out on the album. Yeah, I just because yeah, of that I, I know it's, I listen it's, to them. it's interesting, right? Because it comes after Future Freaks and then right before My Favorite Accident, right? Which are the two like big songs off the album. Um I think those are the only are those the only two with um music videos? There might be another one with a music video on here. Um, um 
but anyway, those those are the two big ones. Like the two, if anybody like knows the band besides besides everything is all right, the next one they probably know is probably um, Future Freaks yeah. and or um, my favorite accident. So it's it's interesting that that those two sandwich this song. Um, which I mean, you know, I I, I like this song a lot. But it it is one of those things of like, you know, you you know, like it is kind of like a lull, you know, like it's 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 not a lull as much like I think lull is the wrong word. It's kind of a quieter song, um, and and a more like more serene, I guess, in some yeah, ways. You know, I don't, you know, want to jump straight to the end uh, of the song, but that that's what I immediately go to, which is the in the outro, just the the prolonged music break. Um, and I, and I really like it, it, it follow like it's following the tone of the song, but it lull, lull, pause, you know, like, like a bit of a, of a, of a palette change. I, that is what the song f- feels like. Yeah. Yeah. But so, so it's interesting, right? Cause you go from future freaks, which is a very like, and I mean, honestly the, the first three tracks, right? Like Cambridge starts off very like mm-hmm. hard, like, um, uh, and then, and then, and then goes straight into shiver, which is also like a, um, you know, kind of an upbeat song. And then shiver ends, you know, very like not abruptly, but like it ends that it's a very clear ending as opposed to the, the sort of flow yeah, from the Cambridge song to shiver is also, you know, you know, not necessarily upbeat in the sense, but but audibly upbeat. Right, and then and then obviously future freaks, but then and your living mm-hmm. goes a little. You know, it it cleanses the palate before you go to my favorite accident, which is also like again, aud- yeah, audibly like very very high energy. Um, so it's interesting that you sort of see indoor living in between those two songs, and then perfect teeth, which is also like you know, not not high energy in the same way but it is a little bit more upbeat i don't know it it, it kind of like indoor living kind of fits to me with like mary without sound and and autographs and apologies right like close those which both come close to the end um tonally it, it, it fits with those songs but one thing one thing that i that i've always loved about motion city soundtrack records is that the like the sequencing of the songs, it never leaves anything to be desired. So like I listen to Blink-182 albums sometimes and, um, you know, I'll get to a song and I'll be like, okay, like this feels like the right place to end this album. And it turns out there's three songs left to go. It's like, oh, oh, okay. That's, I mean like, you know, I I like the songs, but I was, I was ready to end here. Like that's where I, that's where I felt like the journey was taking me. Um, whereas with motion city, like I think, I think, maybe on some level, maybe autographs and apologies feels more like an ending than a okay, especially, you know, with the rest of the, um, the rest of the oeuvre in, in mind, like autographs and apologies, I feel like fits more with songs like hold me down. And even if it kills me in the weekends, um, and floating in the river, maybe than than a okay does, but it's off the first album and it's 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 the second to last song instead of the last song and a okay i think is also a good closer but i feel like autographs and, like autographs and apologies just feels a little bit more like a closer but a okay still works um whereas like i said with with some blink 182 records i think like with um take off your pants and jacket um let me double check here um 
I don't know. I, I a- you know, I, I get it from a from the musical perspective, but as as the subject of the song itself goes, a okay feels like the. I mean, the, the last line being that everything oh, yeah, is no, no, no. okay. I'm happy like, with I it. Just, like I, I like it. it. It works for me. Like if if I think autographs and apologies feels more like more like feels like a closer to me, but then a okay comes and also feels like a closer, so it works to me. It's fine. It's so a closer after the closer. Yeah, like like an encore, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. But really. like uh, when I listen to "Take Off Your Pants and Jacket," uh, track ten, every time I look for you, every like when that song ends, I feel like that's the end of the album. But then it's "Give Me One Good Reason," "Shut Up," and "Please Take Me Home." And "Shut Up" is kind of a joke song, um, but like "Give Me One Good Reason" and "Please Take Me Home" are you know serious songs. But for some just every time I look for you, that song sounds like it's the end of the album. And I feel like that never happens to me on a motion city record where I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm good for the album to be done now. Um, before the album's done. I think the only blink Grenade two album that for, for me works top to bottom sequencing wise is anima of the state. But, um, that's just, that's just me personally. And this is not a blink. Uh, Oh, actually I like, I think nine works for me sequencing wise too. Uh, uh, actually maybe not. Um, it's been, it's, I haven't listened to nine in the last couple weeks, so maybe I gotta listen to it again. Um, but this is a mostly soundtrack podcast, not a blink podcast. And this is not one of the two <laughs> albums that Mark Hoppus produced. So, uh, let's move on. Um, but, oh, but yeah, so sequencing wise, I think, I think it really like, I don't know. It's, it's not where I would put it, you know, like I would never have put it there, but I think it really, really works. I don't know. I feel like so. I've never, um, I've never thought as much about. I do, I do think generally song to song, but n- never the grand scale of the album. But in that, in that context, I think, I think there needs to be space between the future freaks me out and my favorite accident. Yeah. And I think in our living works there. No, I, I, I totally agree. Like, but it's, it's something that like I never would have thought to do in that place. But I'm, I'm glad that they did because it really does work. And I think sequencing is something that I don't think about until. I think about it, right? Like I, I don't think about the sequencing on Motion City Records, and it's the and it's the albums that I listen to the most. But then when I like, you know, I I, I never listened to Blink Records all the way through until you know a couple months ago. And when I started doing that, I was like, oh, I'm I'm really missing missing the sequencing from Motion City Records because they just do it better. I think just uh, sorry, I think Josh does most of the sequencing, um, for for Motion City Records. Although I don't know if he did it for this one since it was the first album, they might have. Um, deferred to the um, the producer and the engineer and stuff like that for for their thoughts, but I think for for the most part, Josh does most of the sequencing, and I think it's just it's it's just really really excellent sequencing. Where like I never you know whereas like like so on a Carly Rae Jepsen record, which is another artist that we both listen to a lot of. Absolutely. On the last two records, the first three the first three tracks were absolute bangers and and perfect. And then it moves on. It's like, okay, like, you know, the next couple of tracks in Emotion are okay. All of Emotion is perfect. Thank you very much. I think the sequencing on Emotion, the sequencing on Emotion is also perfect. (laughs) No, I'm I'm, I'm serious. Um, I mean, I need to pull it up to pull the individual songs, but that is an album I can only listen to all the way through. And I like Emotion and I listen, but like, I I think when I get, like, I get maybe three quarters of the way through Emotion and I'm like, am I done yet? Like, is this, I think I get to, I I think there's, there's a little bit of a lull, but then, um, Oh God! How 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 is an album I listened to like fifty times? I'm I think around your type, like around your type, um, is, is I I literally just re-listened to it um, <laughs> yesterday, the day before, because I got the new headphones. Um, okay, Emotion Deluxe. Um, 
Your type, I do feel there's a little bit of the lull, but then let's I get like lost your type, and leads into LA hallucinations and LA hallucinations like picks it right back up and then I think it coasts into favorite color on the deluxe on the deluxe on album. The deluxe. Yeah. Um yeah, I don't know. I like but it, it's one of those things where so so I like in my head sometimes that I haven't like I haven't oh, yeah, fleshed out the, this theory, <laughs> but to me the sequencing of a record and obviously this isn't perfect because uh you know a record is usually somewhere between 11 and and 15 uh but to me it's kind of like a batting lineup where like you definitely want to start <laughs> you definitely want to start with like you want to lead off with you know a table setter you want to get on base get at least a base hit and then the second song maybe more more a more traditional batting lineup with the second song you sort of want to um you know move that runner over keep keep him going and then the third song is your big hitter and if a lot of times you look at a lot of records and like Carly Rae's Emotion for example Run Away With Me is is a hit Emotion is a great song that wasn't a single I Really Like You is the banger right like that is that is the single that is the one that everybody knows um and actually uh, coincidentally, with uh, "Commit This to Memory," it's a little bit more like a uh, a more modern lineup, where the first song is a get on bass, and the second song is the best hitter, which is "Everything Is All Right." Although, when you're around, is it when you're around next? Yeah, um, yeah, is is an absolute fucking banger too. I and mean, they're all bangers, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but yes. uh, and then and then like so, track five is the is the RBI hit, right? And so um, actually, it works. Every out a single lot. hit is a home run. But sure, let's let's keep this going. Yes, of course. Every single track is a home run on <laughs> on every Motor City soundtrack album. But uh, when you look at I Am the Movie, so Cambridge is a good solid bass hit. It goes right into Shiver, which which pushes you over. Future Freaks Me Out is your best hitter. That is the number one. Indoor Living also sort of pushes you, and then and then My Favorite Accident is the RBI hitter, which which bats another run in, and then Perfect Teeth is the number six hitter. I it again not a perfect it's not a perfect analogy. <laughs> Uh, especially because again there's 14 tracks on this album <laughs> and there's nine hitters in a baseball lineup and and also like but also so it kind of works in the same way as like a um as an al lineup which as we all know is not real baseball but uh <laughs> where the last hitter is is again a table setter right so you because in an album the last song just just like when a movie right the last scene is the most important the last song is very important because that's the thing you're left with at the end of the movie if you screw up the last scene you're going to screw up the whole movie if you screw up the last song you're going to screw up the whole tr- album um assuming that the album is meant to be listened to as an album so it's kind of like uh in a baseball lineup in an al lineup where you want the ninth place hitter not necessarily to be your worst hitter you want it to be maybe a guy who's not that great but somebody who you're not embarrassed to have on base in front of your your two or three best hitters your one two and three hitters i'm just saying i don't think it's a perfect analogy but <laughs> i've been thinking about this for a while man well it's just, I, as soon as you were talking about sequencing i i immediately thought of well first of all all the albums i was specifically thinking of my dinosaur life which is the album i most like i've most uh, implicitly thought about like the appropriateness of the order of songs. I mean, yeah, Worker um, B is a great leadoff song. Lifeless Ordinary pushes you over. Her words is the hit. I mean, come on, it's right there. <laughs> but no, I was also thinking about, about emotion. No, not not just because I because I just listened to it, but because I think it's so. Yeah, the, the importance of sequencing. But I I do think like it's easier to sequence when all of your songs are a hit. And if it's talking about a band where like I've maybe listened to all their albums, but 
I've not been as as high on those albums than the sequencing like this you know the, I, I don't feel like the I don't feel like sequencing saves an album um I, I think it can definitely be part of the process of the album being yeah I, well, I feel gold, I feel like I don't but, feel like it can save an album but I feel like it can hurt an album sort of like we're gonna keep with the baseball metaphor like a, like a manager right like I don't think <laughs> a, a good manager gives you more than an extra win a season but I think a bad manager can lose you 15 games you know yeah yeah i do i do know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, again i i you know <laughs> I, I get the direction of that analogy but my, my point of it not saving the album i like it, it it transfers over i don't think you can make like one big banger surrounded by mediocrity good just because you sequence it right right no no, no i i agree but i but i think you can have an album of <laughs> 10 or what not let's say nine great songs and three just decent songs and screw it up by sequencing it wrong i think i mean i mean maybe maybe not but like i think i I would like to take off your pants and i love i love take off your pants and jacket but i feel like i would like take off your pants and jacket a lot more if it ended with um uh i forget the name of the song now um with uh Every time I look for you, because I, I just feel like that's a stronger closer. And also, I mean, the, the closing song is called Please Take Me Home. And I think Please Take Me Home is also a good closer. Um, you know, maybe it should have been saved or maybe maybe it should be, you know, every time I look for you, second to last and please take me home last. I, I don't know. Um, but to me, like, that's just like it's it's the first 10 tracks tell me a story and the next three tracks are like oh right there's more songs in this album which is not a bad thing i like the songs it just doesn't feel like it's you know it feels like it feels kind of like it's like bonus tracks right which it's not what it's meant to be it's not intended to be bonus tracks like like in go right go has three excellent bonus tracks but floating in the rivers where that where that album ends and then you listen to the three excellent bonus tracks as well actually blink did that in with dude ranch dude ranch ends like actually ends i think with like josie um and then the next three songs are joke songs um so like you end with josie which is track 11 or maybe end with a new hope i'm not exactly sure i haven't listened to dude ranch in a while i don't know the name i just know ending with the joke songs but then but then it ends with like three or four joke songs but like it makes it very clear that now these are joke songs um which is which is again that's that's fine to me but I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, it, a new hope is is a joke song because it's a Star Wars song. Um, so Josie is the last song, and then there's four joke songs after that, um, which is fine. Like that's that's fine if that's what you're doing. Um, but that's I don't think that's what Take Off Your Pants and Jacket intends to do. And it, it really like I feel like it hurts the last three tracks of the album because every time I look for you, just feels like a closer to me. Um. All right, let's talk about. Did we talk about lyrics? We haven't talked about lyrics at all. Nope. We talked. We talked the whole time about sequencing, <laughs> and not a single. Oh, no, I, it's, I, it's it's important. I think it'll be it'll be good to come back. You know, when, when like we get to my favorite accident or get to get to um, future freaks man and like have have the context of what was played around it. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I mean, we I mean, we we always try to talk a little bit about sequencing about what comes before and after it. So. Um, but I think I think this is just happens to be the most interesting for me sequence wise because it's it's sandwiched right between two of of the bigger early hits. Um, so lyrics wise, I think uh, I mean I don't know. I think this one tells a very straightforward, clear story, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's just it's a, a depressed guy living in his house, like living at home and can't really. 
I don't know, do much else. This is this is something that that I can I can honestly go on about every every single song. Uh, don't ask me Justin, out. Don't Justin's, make me try. I don't want to let write. you down. Like no, but it's just like when I read these, it, the the lyrics are always so interesting. Song after song, I'm um, honestly like harder than the martyred stars from of made for TV crime is like that's such yeah. a that's yeah, there's so, so much in that lyric. <laughs> Harder than the martyred stars for of made for TV. I don't even, I don't, like I don't even know how to parse all of that. <laughs> it's it's like you know like I, I follow some some people on on Instagram who post poetry, and I'm you know I, I like I like to encourage some you know some of them are my friends and I want to be like yeah right just write just do nothing but write get it out there. Um, so I don't I never I never like want to sit down and think like this is shit, but I really like it's. <sighs> that's not the the right comparison but it's looking at at the writing of of someone who is effectively you know professional poet um and their their ability to put words on paper and, and string not just words together but sounds together um and like every every time it's it, it just seems like he he's doing what he wants with words and and how to sing them and i i just i don't feel like i see that with anybody yeah it's it's i mean it's it's just i think it's yeah it's it's so good like it's 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 one of those things where um (laughs) uh yeah we we've you and i have talked a little bit about panic at the disco like and i feel like they try to do this right like um uh we we talked we 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 had an episode record we have a lost episode now that we did about uh the we we recorded an april fool's episode uh it's never going to be released because i literally lost the files and they can't be recovered so it sucks maybe maybe we'll do it some other time you know after after a long time so we're not like all right we're doing fucking this again um but we talked uh about um (laughs) i write sins not tragedies and um there's the line like with a sense of poison rationality, which is like you know, and to be fair, which we we discovered w- during the recording of the episode, um, Brendan Urie was like 17 when he wrote the song, yeah. and like look for 17 year old, these are some great lyrics, right? Mm. Um, but like you know, all right, cool, like points poison rationality, like he's, he, there's a lot of like using big long words to to seem smarter, but like I don't know, like the martyred stars have made for TV crime, like that just gets eaten like you don't really think about that lyric like it's just it's just a part of the song you know with when in i write sins when uh when brendan sings uh with the sense of poison rationality like that's the the hit with a sense of poison rationality i ch-, like and then with a sense of poison and you think rationality and he doesn't say rationality which is it's, i think it's intelligent writing especially for again he was 17 it's yeah. really intelligent to to leave the word out to make people think it but then like justin doesn't 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 draw attention to the word martyr he actually like i didn't realize he said martyred until today when leading, reading the lyrics uh i just like harder than a martyr sounds like i just <laughs> it just like sort of mumbled in my head so he's not he's not even like <laughs> drawing attention to the lyric you know it's it, like it's just part of the song <laughs> which is i don't know like that's so much more interesting to me where it's just like listen here's the word i want to use i don't care if you know that i'm using a, a cool word i'm just going to use the word and and if you catch it cool and if you don't catch it who cares it's the right word 
I don't know. It's 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 really I like I, I think um yeah. uh, uh Fallout Boy. Uh, Pat, uh not Patrick Stump, the the writer, fucking Pete Wentz. Pete Wentz. I think Pete Wentz does a little bit of the same thing where he like tries to make it clear that he's doing something cool. And it, it might just be that might just be why Fallout Boy and Panic got big is because they want to make sure people know that they're cool. Uh whereas Motion City was was content with just being good. Um because we, we've we've talked about this before. Why did they get so big and Motion City didn't get so big, even though they're clearly better, or at least in our <laughs> opinion, they're clearly better, right? And maybe it's just because they were content with being good and not interested in going around and being, like, the coolest. Because, I mean, some level of, like, you know, some level of having to have egomania and having to go out and push yourself and being like, hey, I'm cool, like... Any any band that gets big has to, has to do that at some level, just like any pol- like it's 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 like politics or like being a movie star. Like you have to go out and and put yourself out there. And Mercedes was content with making making music. I guess I'm I'm just guessing. Who knows? Um, but that's I feel like that's indicative of that. Any of the lyrics you were you really like? Any particular lyrics besides you know the whole song? <laughs> Uh, well, uh, when I was looking at, um, I was just looking at the, at the structure of the, of the words or the, or the, the, the scheme of it, uh, in verse two, and it wasn't anything, anything specific, but I was just generally reading, uh, you know, I'm all wasted conversations in the corner of an empty room. And that's, uh, I'm not saying anything specific about those, uh, about those words, except that like, it, it's seems like he doesn't ever care about rhyming and i know like <laughs> you don't you don't need to you don't need to but it's well i mean like clearly in this case it right? doesn't like, need like, to but it's like yeah that's what i mean by structure it's just like well this works i'll figure out how to sing these to the song and he he does there's not a you know there's not like a cut out pattern there's not yeah it's because well, it's, it's, it's that's one of the ones that is like in the backing vocals which i think in the recorded version Justin does his own backing vocals and then live obviously it's it's usually Matt mm. but that's the one where um, that, that lyric is a backing vocal right it's bring back the days that fell behind and then in the backing I'm a wasted conversations in the corner of an empty room so don't ask me out don't make me cause I don't wanna let you I don't wanna dun 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 uh, which uh, again actually does that thing where uh, but here's here's the thing right like like we said with um, panic the, the word that they're making you think is rationality the word that most is making you think is down right like I don't want to let you down <laughs> you're not mm-hmm. like they're not really pushing like here's a cool word we want this cool word in your head it's just I don't want to let you down which is like it's it's such a basic thought right like just don't don't ask me outside with you because I just I don't want to let you down I want to stay at home and drink and and instead of standing I'm, I'm wasting conversation in the corner of empty room right don't call me out to a party because I'm just going to stand in the corner and drink as opposed to sitting in my own room and drinking. Um, and then you're worried about me. Like it's, it, it feels like very, like a very clear story and, you know, just like much, much of motion city, very autobiographical, um, for Justin's life. Actually, let me, um, speaking of autobiographical. So, um, this is one of the songs they did for the, um, Oh, obviously. So they did they did the I Am the Movie acoustic uh set at the McNally Smith 
uh, Hall in St. Paul, Minnesota. And Justin, before they actually played the song, Justin talked a little bit about the writing process uh, for the song. So I'm going to play that right now here. I don't want to talk too much, but I want to give you some insights. I don't know if this matters to you or not, but how many of you are familiar with Mortimer's Bar on Lindell and Franklin? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh. Anyway, in 2000 and early 2000s, I, I, I spent a lot of time there. And uh, anyway, the lyrics to this song were written there, which is kind of ironic because I was actually, I was outside of my apartment writing the lyrics about being inside of my apartment. So, I, so I, I'm a liar. That's yeah. So <laughs> it's one of those classic little Justin things where. Um, yeah, he, I don't know. So he was outside writing about being inside, but it is one of those things like, you know, you, you'll go and you'll drink alone at a bar and that's fine, but you don't want to go and like be asked to socialize when you all you want to do is drink alone. Yeah, that reminds me of the lyric on uh, on Better Up in the Door where he specifically mentions Lindell Avenue. Every bar yeah. along Lindell Avenue. Was, did you mention Franklin too? I feel like there's some point. Where Franklin, yeah, well, is it Frank fails to see the humor in my sad attempts at break. Oh, dancing. that's what it is. Frank fails. To see, he probably made make made up Frank because it's Franklin and Lindell. That's funny. All right, let's talk a little bit uh, about the song meanings, people. Uh, our favorite website on the internet, songmeanings.com. Uh, the top comment. Very clearly. I think the song is about his battle with depression. Indoor yep. living itself is when he can't face being with people. He feels he feels safer when he's alone. Someone asked me how to make me try. He can't face going out and being with people because having depression is stopping him from being able to be himself and live his life as he would normally. And he feels that he'll let people down who are close to him. Stays indoors because he wants to protect himself from others and protect others from being let down by him. I mean, I think, again, nail on the head. That's That's where we're at, right? Very autobiographical, very much... I'm depressed. Don't fucking deal with me. <laughs> you know, everyone talks about everything is all right as, uh, as a song about anxiety, but you know, indoor living was not as big, but it's very, very clearly a song about depression. Mm-hmm. Uh, 17 years before post Malone did it, you know, <laughs> um, or 15 years, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, I, there's, I know this probably isn't what the song is about, but to me, the song makes me think of being lonely. No, no, I'm pretty sure that's what the song's about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, going nowhere, puts up a front to hide his happiness. It's not much to talk about. I've got so much to talk about, but I don't want to let you, I don't want to let you down. It means he's worried one day people will see through his happy front and they'll be disappointed with what he actually is, so he doesn't want to let anyone get too close. Seems fairly reasonable. I think that reads some amount of concern for deception. I don't see like this as having any lyrics about him putting up a false front. I think it's that he's that he doesn't put up a false front, that he is very who he is and that he that's what he's worried about coming out. Yeah, I I think I think actually what it is, is like it's not much to talk about, like, you know, what I'm doing is not much to talk about. I fall asleep in my rented room. The room is not much to talk about, but I've got so much to talk about because he he, maybe it's like sort of kind of vaguely realizing that maybe he should (laughs) go seek therapy. I've got so much to talk about the depression. Um, I think that's reasonable, too. Yeah, I actually I didn't realize again until today that the lyric is I fall to sleep in my rented room instead of I fall asleep in my rented room. 
which, you know, it, it's it's a minor distinction, but it is a distinction. I fall to sleep in my rented room. Like, it, it's, it's I don't know, it, it's, it seems more like... I don't know. While I, while I hear too, I don't... Like, asleep doesn't... doesn't <laughs> no, I, I just feel like, like falling asleep, it feels like a... a a an act that you that you do when when you know something you want to do i fall asleep okay i'm falling asleep now i fall Whereas to I fall, sleep oh okay. i fall to sleep is maybe more of like a you're trying to sleep to it's just sleep. not happening and then eventually like your body just tells you now it's time to sleep and i'm sleeping you know like falling asleep like i like falling asleep falling to sleep is like just eventually your body gives out and it's yeah. time for your body to sleep god see what i mean I know, it's, right? It's, 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 it's functionally a letter it's, difference. It's, 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 you're right. Yeah, it's, it's functionally a letter difference. Reading, it's such a, reading an it's entire a, story into one. It's such a minor distinction. And again, <laughs> again, it's one thing that like, I've I, he doesn't draw attention to it, right? I fall asleep in my rented room. Like, yes, he says to sleep. If I listen to it again now, I'd be like, oh, of course he's saying to sleep. But you don't think about that. Like, people say, I fall asleep. Okay, I fall asleep. But, like, it's not just on the song Meaning of the Genius. <laughs> I looked at the record, and the record said the same thing. I, like, I double-checked to be like, is this what it says? And it says, I fall to sleep in my rented room. And it's like, oh, oh, that that's like, it's in, in that one little change. It just says so much. <laughs> Dang, man, it's so fucking clever. It's you know, so while, clever. While we are while we are uh, admiring Justin, I do want to say obviously there are you know I, I do listen to a lot of hip hop and and rap and there is a lyrical wealth there of course. Um, yeah, yeah. Another artist, it's just like I I feel like already like just generally impressed when I when I read lyrics by Donald Glover or, or recently I've been listening to a lot of Tyler the Creator like there but that's what i'm going into expecting like you you expect the them to, to show off but right and in this in this area i guess I, I just have at least had now 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 i, I guess i expect to see brilliance but also see brilliance and in, in justin's writing um man apparently so someone says uh, this is a second a third party source they said that's that they said in an interview which i had not seen this interview so i'm not I can't verify this, but if you know the interview, let us know on Twitter at Motion City Pod. Um, when they were writing the song, the lyrics were "Here's to self-expression, here's to every one night stand." But when they're practicing, someone thought they said "Here's to everyone that's dead," and they just liked it better, so they changed the lyric. <laughs> well, you know, so this that part of it makes me think. I, I just get the imagery of a bar evoked. Last call. That's obvious measure my endeavors loosely based on someone else's song he's tracking how much he's drinking based on what's playing at the bar oh, oh damn yeah melodrama and a bottle of wine yeah here's to self-expression here's to the people who were expressing themselves through song and you know it's odds are someone who is playing the music that's playing in the bar is dead which um, would also make sense if it was here's to every one night stand because some of the people leaving the bar are leaving the bar to go have sex yes Shit. So I I think it works both ways, and they just liked everyone that's dead a little better because I th- I think everyone that's dead sort of invokes the the melancholy feeling. I mean melancholy is in the song, right? <laughs> yeah. um, melancholy and a bottle of wine. Um, melodrama. 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 Not melancholy. It's, Jesus. So melancholy. The but, word melancholy. But melancholy. Isn't in the, song. the spirit of melancholy is absolutely. The spirit of melancholy the, is all over the yeah, song. Yeah. 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 Um, 
man, now I kind of wish it was melancholy on a bottle of wine. I feel like that sounds better to me. Um, what are you doing, Justin? Come on. You're fucking terrible. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the feeling of melancholy is all over the song. So that, that melancholy of everyone that's dead, it just feels more melancholic than everyone that stand. Um, so it's, I think, I think if, it, if it is an actual change, I think it's a good change. Um, yeah, songs about feeling like a failure. Yeah, I mean, pretty straightforward. I think I think it's hard to misinterpret this song. Uh, oh, here's one. Here's a good one. This song is about a guy whose glory days are in the past and has long since fallen off the radar. He sees himself as a wordless individual who could never live up to anyone's expectations. So he stays home, so he'll never experience the failure. He doesn't know failure if he can't complain, so take him out or make him try. He'll only let you down is what he's saying. It's a sad, sad song. Um... I don't. I don't know if I'm catching like the for the previous glory days, right? Like I, maybe he just didn't have any glory days. But yeah, man, I'm still thinking about. It. I fall to sleep in my rented room. Just that one little, yeah, one little difference. That's <laughs> volumes, <laughs> volumes in that one letter. Amazing, so good, so so good. Um. Any other thoughts about the meanings of the song before we talk about some alternate versions? No, I mean again, it's you know you you can you can dive into it and like figure the nuances, but it's it is a, it is a sad song. This is, this I, is I think this, is this one song thing... does have a storyline. <laughs> it, oh it does have a, clearly a storyline. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's it's funny because we like we talked about this <laughs> now i kind of want to like what would be funny is if we never actually recorded this april fool's episode and we keep talking about it as if it happened um but i promise we recorded it and it's just you're just never going to hear it because it was or deleted uh or did we um but uh one thing we talked about was oh how like every time we talk about a motion city song like on this podcast every song to me almost every song gets better the more we talk about it which is just like it's so it's so amazing whereas we talked for an hour about i write sins not tragedies and i think the song got worse for it <laughs> like i think i like the hold song on, less on, on. i the, i will say the more i've fo- followed brendan yeri the more i like him yeah but I, think, I, I did I think... and i did go from i did go from being like i can't I, I just i heard the song too much but i went from being like i've heard the song too much to be like well I would prefer not to be listening to this song, but Brendan Urie seems like a cool guy. Yeah, no, I went, I went from like, yeah, that's a perfectly fine, decent, you know, pop punk emo song to, does this song kind of suck? <laughs> <laughs> Which is like, you know, like again, he was seventeen. Like the, you know, the lyrics aren't gonna be that great. So if, again, like if if I'm keeping in mind that he was seventeen when he wrote it, but I shouldn't have to, right? Like I shouldn't have to keep him. Billy Eilish was seventeen when she wrote Bad Guy, and like it's a pretty good song. Um it's just pretty good (laughs) (laughs) uh duh anyway let's talk about (laughs) talk about some alternate versions uh so there's only we couldn't i couldn't find a single cover for this song um and as far as alternate versions go you know there's not a whole whole ton of alternate versions either um i think i got spoiled by worker bee which had three completely different acoustic arrangements but first up i'm just gonna play so here's a, a live recording f- uh from the dvd of i am the movie the movie and in this somebody does the backing vocals it's definitely not matt somebody in the comments says it's kenny vasoli of the band the starting line um i'm not really sure i looked up kenny vasoli i looked at pictures 
I can't tell because this video is like black and white with like a green tint and he's got bleached blonde hair and it's, you know, seems to be recorded on a uh, Panasonic camera from 2003 because it wasn't, I mean, it was 2003. It very well actually could be recorded on a Panasonic camera from 2003. Like, <laughs> um, I didn't, it's possible that it's like elsewhere in the video that it specifically says who it is. Um, but I didn't, I didn't get a chance to watch the whole thing. So I'm just going to play this little bit of indoor living from I Am The Movie, The Movie. And uh, basically all of the backing vocal stuff is uh, sung by who I'm assuming is Kenny Vasoli. And he also does some uh, singing on the chorus there, too. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, just a, a straightforward live performance. One thing I, I do like, um, and I I only saw them do it once, actually, but I think they I watched a video of, of it happening in the other direction, too. I, I really like when they have... So I don't know if, if he was an opening act for that set or something like that, or if it was just like... I don't even know if this is a kind of set like that would have an opening act, but I love when they have like cameos of people. So mm-hmm. when I, when they did commit this to memory live in 2015, 2014, something like that. Uh, oh no, 2015. It was the 10th anniversary. Um, the, they, the opener for that uh, was, um, oh man, Thomas Beckett, I think is his name um, from say anything. Uh, and he, he would like, he, there was him, no, Samuel, Samuel Beckett, Thomas Beckett was a bishop or something. Um, yes, no, somebody Beckett, (laughs) William Beckett, (laughs) uh, William Beckett, (laughs) I got there, I got there on the third try. Uh, uh, so he, he was part of the band the Academy is, um, but he was like solo, one of the openers for that, for that night. And when they did, everything is all right instead of matt singing the backing vocals um william beckett like came out from the from the wings and did the backing vocals for it and i thought that was really cool like i was like okay that's really neat and because because as we know as we've discussed before the actual backing vocals for that song are done by patrick stump so -hmm. it's cool to have you know somebody come in and do a little cameo to do the backing vocals so you know kenny vasoli or whoever this is doing the backing vocals for this is really cool to me and then we've also i've shown you the video where justin uh because justin did the backing vocals on fallout boys song chicago's so two years ago and when they played that song in minneapolis you know in 2005 or 6 or whatever justin came on just like appeared on stage and and sang his part to that song so i i I always like it when bands do that um i always hope it happens like i'm always like hoping someone's gonna come on and do it you know like oh it'd be so cool and then it it almost never does but um i'm always i'm always holding out hope i I was hoping the uh what's um what's the band um treaty of paris when i saw motion city uh at the beginning of this year, Treaty of Paris was one of their uh, opening acts, and I was really hoping that the the lead singer from Treaty of Paris would like come out and and do some backing vocals on something, but he didn't. He was a cool guy though. He seemed he seemed fun. Should have bought some of their merch, but I just didn't have the money at the time. 
Um, Mike Chorvat is his name. Uh, let's see. This next one is just a straight up live. Uh, but this one, uh, Matt does the backing vocals. Uh, I think I said I'm pretty sure Justin does the backing vocals on the actual album. Like just you know, obviously you can track it. But uh, here's one where it's very clear you can see Matt doing the backing vocals. They don't play the song live all that much anymore. Uh, but they did here. So here is here is Indoor Living Live. This video was posted in 2006. I don't know when it was recorded, though. It seems like it might have been a little older than that. What's interesting about that one is I know that man, I'm forgetting which I think AOK, um, the drummer for the band, who usually Tony, but at some points Claudio, and before Tony was in the band, I don't know if it was the drummer doing it or not. But at least one of the songs in this in this uh album, I don't remember if it's AOK or Capital H. It's one of the songs we've talked about already on this album, so it's either AOK or Capital H. Um, the drummer does the backing vocals. Um, so I you know, thought potentially the drummer would do the backing vocals for the whole album, but very clearly for Indoor Living, it's definitely Matt. So, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's, it's interesting to me. Everything is interesting to me. They also, I mean, it's, it's one. Of, this is one of the songs they don't really do anything like all that much different live than they do recorded, like which is most of their songs. Most of their songs they don't do like a big difference live. It's like everything is all right in Future Freaks, so they do a lot of audience participation. So yeah, I don't know. This is that's just one of the ones that's straightforward. Um, what we do have this one is definitely Kenny Vasoli for sure. Um, this one is uh from 2010. So this was in November of 2010 at a gig in boston justin had lost his voice and so they had some people fill in chris conley of um saves the day did some uh max bemis of say anything and then kenny vasoli who i believe was uh touring with say anything at the time um at least according to the youtube comments here and so uh since justin had lost his voice the songs they played live he couldn't sing them uh you can find the video of chris conley singing last night on motion city's youtube page uh this one is not from motion city's youtube page it is a a bootleg um <laughs> but here is indoor living as sung by kenny vasoli skip a little bit to the end here to hear like to the quieter part
reminds me of uh whoever the vocalist is for i don't know i don't know the names of the guys who sing from taking back sunday but that's yeah well i, I mean getting, that's I right those the, vibes. it's right in the same wheelhouse right yeah taking back sunday and uh say anything and all that so mm-hmm. um no for sure yeah it's uh it's again it, oh, yeah, it i really like it i like i like taking back sunday so yeah yeah it's it's uh one of those uh john adam lazara and john nolan are the vocals for taking back sunday but yeah it is it's one of those things that i feel like it's 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 cool i it's one of those like i wish they just do like a whole record of stuff like that right of like hey we just like we decided to do all of our songs and uh got our friends to sing them yeah you know like a lot of these artists i listen to on google play will have like so many albums especially especially like now that we're going through blink follow boy and 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 pinning the disco they'll have so well it seems to me anyway because i don't know the order I'm not familiar with the material. Um, they have so many well, albums. Well, Bleak's got nine of them. Because their ninth and... album is called Nine. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, like, like live appearances and like single. Yeah. Just so yeah, well, many. I think I think that might be one thing about like because Motor City was on Epitaph. There's a lot less of that stuff on Epitaph. Like they were on, you know, the for the brief moment that they were on Sony, like. Um, there's not like a whole whole lot but like there is you know like everything else is like album 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 like the the other five are just the albums and then uh everything that was on the my dinosaur life era that was recorded and released as recording is on there so like you've got the album you've got the single of her words and you've got the uh the trampled by turtles cover um are all on there Whereas everything else, even if it was recorded and released as a single, if it wasn't on the album, you're just, you're not going to hear it. So like yeah. all of the B-sides and stuff that were like the single B-sides, uh, you kind of have to like track down um, and because they aren't on Google Play. Uh, whereas on a, on a bigger record like MCA for Blink and like uh, Warner Brothers Field by Ramen for Fall Out Boy and Panic, there's just a lot more stuff on there. Like, most City doesn't have a live album, even though they're such a great live band. The only live stuff you can listen to on on Google Play is, like, the three live songs on the 10th anniversary of Even If It Kills Me. Um, and Inside Out. Inside Out, like, was a digital-only single. So, of course, it's going to be on there. But, like, the... Um, you know, there was, like... Uh, Always running out of time, I think was a was a B side on something, and you can listen to it like if you go to the Almost Alice soundtrack, you can listen to Always Running Out of Time, and um, Not Asking You to Leave is on the 10th anniversary, which again came out a couple of years ago. Uh, but the the big one, you're, I don't think, I don't think there's any way to listen to the worst part on Google Play Music, because um, it's not on the 10th anniversary single. It was a B-side on Broken Heart as a single, and it was on the Sound of Superman soundtrack, which is not on Google Play Music. Song, song, Sound of Superman, Songs for Superman, something like that. Um, yeah, it's, they're, the things other than the albums on Google Play are very limited. Yeah, so like it's it's, you know... And there's some, you know, some of the covers that that don't make it on. Like, I think the rentals cover is on there. I'm not sure. If, I think Pop Song '89 might be on there because it was on one of those like Punk Punk Goes Pop or something like that. Travel by Turtles. That that yeah, the Travel by Turtles cover is on there because that was that was Sony era. Um, Inside Out uh, is 
but that's that's it yeah it's actually. it's like some of it you can kind of hunt down i think like it's not going to be in the motion soundtrack section but if you look for the almost alice soundtrack you'll find always running out of time on the almost alice deluxe soundtrack i think um but like you know so there's some of the ones that are like sort of hidden there but for the most part like a bunch of them like if i think i have to go to because youtube music has mostly the same thing like the same stuff and if i look for the worst part on youtube music oh you know what no it is it is on there because i think it because they think it was released as like a digital exclusive on even if it kills me but there's i think there's other like b and c sides that are just not e- easy to find um all right the last one we talked about those live versions the last live version is that mcnally smith uh acoustic version and this is finally uh as i always say nobody covers motion city like motion city here is their rethought acoustic version of indoor living i got this outside the sidelines failing harder than the modern stars are made for tv crime into Cardboard confines count for very little When safe is just a state of mind I fell off the sidelines long ago So don't ask me how, don't make me Cause I don't wanna let you, I don't wanna I can't complain if I don't know. I don't know, that's, it's just, it's, they, they slow it down And they like mm-hmm. let it breathe and this this i mean this is already a song that's sort of slow and breathes but like we were talking about like the lyrics are are so much like deeper on on second thought i don't i don't like using the word deep um because it it sounds so it reminds me of the, the, the bo burnham song hashtag deep um but uh but there's there's so much more to the lyrics i think on 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 like a a a um specific listen so uh i uh i don't know i think i think it's really cool to then like slow it down a little bit and then you get um yeah you you get the the whole the whole feeling of it a little bit better by slowing it Mm -hmm. down i think it's really cool any other thoughts on uh on that cover or any other song itself no no nothing All right. Well, it's time for us to go back to our indoor living. But first, we got to tell you where you nice. can find us on the internet. I am. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Kuhan. Jake is at xfip minus. That's x f i p and then the word minus spelled out. Uh, you can find us on. You can find the show on Twitter at Motion City Pod. That's also where you can find us on Instagram, Motion City Pod, uh, Motion City Pod at gmail.com. Our Patreon is Motion City Pod. It's everywhere, it's Motion City Pod, mostly everywhere. And if it's not that somewhere, then we're probably not there. Um, I am Kuhn.com slash Motion City for all episodes of the show. Make sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher of choice. Uh, we should be on, we're on Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, or Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and... Um, the the fourth one spotify <laughs> that's the one so we're on we're on all the major ones and if we're not on yours then you can subscribe to us from the rss all the links are on our twitter uh and that is gonna do it i think for this episode 
of Motion City Podcast. So uh, until next time, wash your hands and stay indoors. Don't touch your face. Don't touch your face. It's not that hard. Wear gloves. If you're going outside, just wear gloves. Like, <laughs> just be, don't don't wear a mask unless you're sick. That's what they say. They well, say, there, uh, you know, I did read something that the mask might be might be good to not. If you catch it, it'd be better to not inhale it through your nostrils. Okay, well, just read the CDC guidelines. <laughs> Probably don't wear a mask. Most people wear masks wrong anyway. I was reading a, a story online um, where someone said, like, they're in the medical field and they don't have enough masks and a mother and daughter walked in wearing masks and they were wearing them wrong. So they were wasting the masks that they were wearing. And it's just like, don't do that. Don't don't panic buy stuff. Everything's gonna be fine. I know it, it's not fine now. I'm not saying it's not it's fine now. Everything is going to be fine. It's definitely not fine now. <laughs> I wanna be clear. I'm I'm being very clear here. Everything is going to be fine as long as we work together and don't be together. Outside the sidelines failing harder than the modern stars are made for TV. So don't ask me how, don't make me Cause I'm just gonna let you out